Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Scott filling in for Bob Stopper today on Oilers Now. The Oilers getting set for a very important three-game road swing out east. They've got the Penguins, the Hurricanes, and the New York Islanders, who are surprising a lot of people right now, leading the Metropolitan Division, Sands John Tavares. Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. You can keep in touch on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. Text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. The show is on Twitter, at Oilers Now. Bob is available at Bob underscore Stoffer and myself at Brendan Escott. All right, we will head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline right now, and we'll bring aboard former NHLer, former first-round draft pick, and current assistant coach of the surprising Sherwood Park Crusaders. They've been having a heck of a season, haven't they, Coach? You betcha. No, it's been fun, and it's been a been a good run, and uh, we're hoping to continue that here into the last uh, eight games of the season and into playoffs. It is Jeff Wojtka, and Jeff, before we get really going into this. At Wildcat Boy Whitka is your Twitter handle. <laughs> Explain. <laughs> well, actually, that Wildcat came from uh, uh, when I was playing in Dallas. And Mark Crawford had called me that one one time at a pregame meeting. Said I was the Wildcat, almost the wild card for the team. So it stuck with me, and I've been rolling with it. <laughs> so you're in uh, year three now of coaching the Crusaders, correct? You betcha, yeah. And uh, in three years, I think you've seen three uh, pretty dramatically different hockey teams. You've seen a lot of talent flow through the system, but it hasn't translated into much playoff success. This year, it seems a little bit different to an outside set of eyes anyway. What do you think? Yeah, we got a, we got a special group here where uh, we get to come to the rink every day and work with uh, you know, 24, 25 guys who want to come to the rink every day and, and work hard and want to get better and that's a mixture of uh, veterans to uh, guys who've been in the league for a couple of years. And then obviously our rookies who are really impressive for us and uh, only getting better uh, every day they spend in our league. So let's talk a little bit about that. You've got Michael Benning, you've got Carter Savoy and in between the pipes. You've got Carter Guylander who along with Matt Berlin has formed uh, arguably the best goaltending duo in the league. But those three players who are, are rookie additions to this team, but have stepped in and produced as if they're, you know, four year veterans in the league. Yeah. Coming into the season, obviously the excitement was, excitement was around, you know, getting uh, Benning at Savoy and, for us to get our hands on them and get to work with them every day and to see how they've developed and see how they've progressed throughout the year has been unbelievable. Just, you know, not only showing us as a staff, but 
the players who are on the ice with them every day to show how good they are and how they prepare every day. And, and they never seem to let their foot off the gas. They're always coming. They want to get better. And, and uh, we're seeing that with those two guys uh, individually. And uh, obviously with Carter, he's uh, he's done a great job for us uh, uh, kind of backstopping with Berlin there. And he's been, he's been nothing but great. And he's going to be, he's got a promising future, obviously going up. He's got the build for, you know, being a, top goaltender you know he has the size and the mobility and the, the read for the game so you know having those guys it's 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 been great chatting right now with assistant coach and former NHLer, he's assistant coach of the Sherwood Park Crusaders Jeff Wojtka. Um so you look at Michael Benning and he's a puck moving defenseman he's uh, a little bit undersized right now but of course still only 16 years old he's over a point per game and he's a right shot you know, as far as a draft prospect goes, and for you as somebody who's come through, come through the ranks, so what, do, what are you seeing with this young player? Well, I see he doesn't ever put himself in a bad position. He's good on his feet. He's, he's, uh, he's not the biggest guy, like you say, but he's a smart player. He reads the game well. He knows what he's doing with the puck before he even gets the puck. Um, he's, he just makes everybody around him better. And obviously, you know, putting him with a guy like we just acquired, Reed Irwin there, him and, and Reed have been really good together. They, they're both you know, puck moving guys who can create offense. And it seems like every time we have a, say, an offensive zone draw, I'm always putting those two out there because I think it's like for us, it's, you know, if we can win the draw, we, we feel we have a chance to score. And even if it is five on five with those two on the ice. So those two working together right now have been, been great. And uh, he's just, he's one of those special players that's, you know, especially for the Alberta Junior Hockey League, we're happy to have. And it's, it's been great for our program. So let's talk right now, Jeff, about the playoff race that you guys are locked in because the Bonneville Pontiacs are leading it right now with 80 points. The Crusaders sitting in second place in the North Division with 76. And then the Spruce Grove Saints are uh, right behind you guys with 67 points. So did yep. you did you guys forecast that you would be in this race this year? And do you think that with the typical powerhouses of Fort McMurray and Spruce Grove not necessarily producing like they have in previous years, that this is the window? Well, obviously, yeah. It's it's a, this is our window of opportunity to you know you know maybe go deep into the playoffs and have a give ourselves a good chance because you know the parity in the league right now. It's all those teams are still great hockey teams like Bonneville, Fort Mac. Uh, Spruce are all great hockey teams, and they can beat you on any given night. And I think, you know, if we find our find our game here, I think after the break, Christmas break, we haven't found our game. We've seen spurts of it, but we haven't found a consistency consistently enough to maybe beat those top teams on a regular basis. But I think as a grouper, we know what we have to do against those teams. It's all about just putting it together. And once you get into the playoffs, anything can happen. And we feel we have a team that can compete and play any style the way you want it so we're uh, we're looking forward just to these last eight games and rolling into the playoffs we want to just make sure we're going and we're we're just uh playing as a tight group and we get out there and just compete joined right now by assistant coach of the sherwood park crusaders jeff Wojtka. um Jeff, I'm curious what, because we're talking about guys that in all likelihood could be future NHLers, especially some of them in the league. Uh, what is the identity of the hockey team that you guys as coaches are aiming to assemble in this new era of hockey? Well, I think we just want to, you know, it doesn't matter your age or that. Obviously, you can see uh, whether you're 16 or 20 years old in the Alberta Junior Hockey League or in juniors alone, you know. If you're a good hockey player and you're smart, you can you can make things happen day in and day out if you come to the rink and wanting to get better. I think as far as we're concerned, we're just want players who who are 
who are driven and want to come to the rink every day, want to get better because those are the those are the guys that are you know easy to work with, and those are the guys that you when you give them structure and you give them give them a plan, they they take off with it and run with it. And I think we're just trying to get that in our group, which we which we have this year for the most part. And obviously, there's still things we need to correct and fine tune before we hit the playoffs. But as far as our program, we're just you know Kyle's doing a great job, you know, scouting and and finding finding guys that fit the mold that me and Adam like to work with, and it's uh, it's it's been great. You obviously making the transition from uh, a player in a different era of hockey to a coach in the modern era. How do you coach differently than you were coached back when you were in your prime? Well, I think just everything. It's just right now, as far as the defensive side, you got to be you got to be able to skate first of all. You know, if you if you can't skate, it's tough to play, and, and uh, it's tough to get around the ice now because of just the rules the way they are. You know, you got to have a good stick over the ice. There's not many finish checks, like as much finish checks as there is, more or less. When you're going back, say if I'm going back for a puck as a defenseman, you got to be deceptive. You got to know what you're doing with it. You got to be, you got to have a, you know, you got to be able to escape, escape four checks make a good pass and get up into play, but also get back because, you know, there's so many chances traded each way that, you know, if you can't skate and make those, make those plays, it's, it's really tough on you. And I think as far as like, you know, the group we have on our team, we have a, we have a good mixture of guys who play really tough and play hard and we've got some good size, but we also got the guys who can, you know, get up into play, make plays happen and, and play that offensive game to a team. So, as far as our group, we got a good mixture, and we just we still need obviously the guys who, you know, bring a little bit of physical edge too. That because there is still a thing called intimidation in the game that you gotta bring, especially you know when you play against the Bonnyvilles and the, and the Spruce Groves, like they play hard and they play physical, and that's what we want to make sure we do too. We've got Jeff Woywitka on the line. He's the assistant coach of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. You just touched on something interesting there, Jeff. And when I'm sitting up in the crow's nest and I'm watching an Oilers game and I'm wondering to myself, you know, for this team doesn't look like it plays with a lot of passion. And part of my perception of that is because they don't finish a lot of their checks anymore. It seems to be kind of a lost art in hockey, and I'm curious as a coach and, and you know out there shaping some future NHLers perhaps, why why is that taking a turn? You know, I understand the open ice hit is a lost art for sure, and that's probably gone from the game, and rightfully so. But as far as just finishing a check into the boards, it's something you don't often see anymore. I'm curious what your thoughts are. Well, I'm just thinking as far as, like, if you're right within, you know, four or five feet of the guy, you know, we expect our guys to finish every check, obviously. But if you're going to run across the ice and run at a guy who's moved a puck and just to get in his way, well, you're taking yourself out of the play, too. You might be taking him out, but then you're not really a factor of being an option to maybe get the puck back or or uh, be an option as if your D-man's got it as a forward. Maybe you're getting out of position sometimes if you're running around. So I think there's that kind of that fine line where, hey, the check's there, you got to finish it. But if it's not... You can't go out of your way looking for it either because at that time you're taking yourself out of the play too. I want to get a quick thought from you, Jeff, on uh, just like the process of transitioning from a player to a coach. Did you see coaching in your future while you were in the NHL? And and uh, and how did you go about getting certified even to, to be able to coach at such a high level right now? Well, I think just for myself, I always like going to the rink early. I love getting there early, working, you know, getting on the ice early with the coaches I did have growing up through the pro ranks. And I thought... You know, this is, you know, I've always was motivated that way and I always like learning new things and kind of adding new things and, you know, 
from those guys. And I think for myself now, it's it's I want to give back to the younger players who who are driven and want to be hockey players because I think I can help them as far as you know being a good 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 coach, but also like a good friend to them where they can they can trust me and you know ask me anything they want and I give them the best knowledge I can or demonstrate it to them still where you know I'm still young enough and I can still skate good enough where I can still I can show them what I mean rather than just write it on a board if that makes sense. Absolutely, Jeff. Uh, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, you guys have this tough road swing coming up right now. You're playing in Canmore, and then you've got Calgary. Uh, as far as the playoff race goes, uh, what are you looking to do to to come out of it with with prime position here? Well, right now we're just looking at what we can control, and that's you know, obviously you want to take it game by game. We want to look at the last eight games and say, hey, we have a chance here to still, obviously, you know, get get to where we need to be that is the first place we also have to we have a chance to set you know a franchise record here of you know getting i think it was 44 wins on a year which i don't think the, the crusaders have ever done so we have motivation for ourselves and as a group me and adam we're just talking about that but we have to you know these last eight games are important especially just finding our game and getting our back getting ourselves back into the way we need to play as we were in the first half of the year consistent consistently and i think if we do that we come to the rink we put in the work we'll be just fine all right jeff we really appreciate the time i wish you safe travels and the best of luck in the in the chase here thanks brandon that is jeff Woy witka of the sherwood park crusaders former first rounder former red deer rebel he's been all over the ranks and never really went too far from home eh? a good vermilion boy all right uh the weather outside has been an absolute disaster for way too long but i gotta tell you right now this march you can take the family to the beach during spring break with great deals to fun in the sun destinations. Now, start planning this today. You can go to Puerto Vallarta for $1,545, Riviera Maya for $1,699, Honolulu, just $1,875. These four- and five-star packages include accommodations, airfare, taxes, and parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. For reservations, you can call the travel experts at New West Travel or book online at newwesttravel.com. We'll get to some of your texts on the Heartland Ford text line and uh, I think we'll have time to check in. Uh, Jack Michaels had a uh, mini one-on-one with Leon Dreisaitl. We'll get to that after we take a quick time out here on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers. You're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 121 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today. The Oilers embarking on a three-game road trip and a critical one at that, taking on Pittsburgh tomorrow. That is a 6 o'clock puck drop on 6.30. Chad, 4.30 for the face-off show in Carolina on Friday and at the New York Islanders on Saturday as well. So Chad will have coverage right across the board there. Uh, the Oilers need some Ws here. And you heard Reed, uh, if you tuned in a little bit earlier in the first hour of this show, say that they basically need to win two of every three games from here on out in order to have a serious shot at the playoffs. Uh, that's going to be a lot easier said than done. Got to tell you that some guests on the show receive gift cards to Japanese Village. It's steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village is in Edmonton South, downtown, north side, and in Sherwood Park as well. So, the Oilers did, uh, they had a practice this morning before they got on the plane, uh, which I think they're doing in about an hour or so here anyway. Uh, Jack Michaels, the play-by-play voice of the Oilers on the Oilers Radio Network, uh, sat down with Leon Dreisaitl, and he started by asking them about the Oilers' bizarre home roads splits in which well they play pretty good very simplified 
contained hockey on the road and they come home and it's a different story. We all know the way we have to play. Um, you know, obviously I think that as a skilled player, I think that's the same with Connor Nuge. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's our job to create something at the same time. You know, we can't, uh, we can't, I got to play to my strength, and, and, and I have to do that. Otherwise, I'm no uh, no better than anyone else. And um, you know, I got to um, I got to do that. But at the same time, we have to be um, you know smart in, in, in the way we do it. Do you find that challenging to be completely respectful and honest defensively, yet still have enough left at the other end of the ice to do what you do best? Um, no, I mean that's that's the game of hockey. You know, I want to be a, a complete player. I want to want to be able to play in all three zones, and um, you know that's something that that you have to do, and, and there's no uh, no way around that really. Typically, the year you've had would be one to celebrate. I mean, you, you've had a, a great offensive year. You're well over a point per game. You've gone to the All-Star game. Is it tough for you to enjoy it because of the team struggles? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, I think I'd, I'd give up uh, 20 of my points if, if we're first or second for to be to be first or second in the in the division. But. Um, Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with, with myself for the most part, um, but you know, it's it's a team game, and, and that's all that all that matters essentially. You know, um, we got to find ways to win hockey games. So it's that's really uh, as simple as that. Do you sense that this three-game trip will tell a lot as to whether or not you're a contender or a team that's not going to get there? I mean, it's obviously a big, big road trip for us. You know, we got to make sure we, we um, you know, collect as many points as we possibly can, and, and then, and then see where we stand after this road trip. You know, it's obviously not the best position, but um, you know, we got to find ways to, to collect points and, and um, you know, try, try and get on a little bit of a run here. Whether it's, it's ugly or, or it's, uh, it's nice, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, we got to. This is the time of the year where, where you just got to win hockey games. That's Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl chatting with uh, Jack Michaels of the Oilers Radio Network. A uh, couple texts that came in a little earlier in the show. This is from Mike in St. John's, Newfoundland. It says, by my count, the Oilers will need at least three new wingers in the top six next year to be respectable. I think the Oilers need to find a way to move uh, both Sekera and Lucic to accomplish this. This road trip is the make or break. I'm not sure what the Oilers... I, I'm not sure I want the Oilers just to make the playoffs and get bounced in four straight. Better sell off now and get a shot at a top three draft pick. They'll have a better idea. I keep saying this, but after this this three-game road trip, I, th- I really believe we're going to know uh, whether the Oilers are going to make a genuine push to be in the playoffs this year or if they just decide that it's time to to retool and uh, wash as much uh, of the Shirelli stuff away as they can because this year and the, the moves that were made have done nothing but but uh, diminish the quality of talent on this team. Text comes in uh, from Trent, and he says, I can't tell if Dougie Hamilton is a good buy low or if there's just something wrong with him that makes what's supposed to be such a good player burn through teams. (laughs) Ask your friends to the south down in Calgary. I'm sure they've got all kinds of opinions on exactly who Dougie Hamilton is. He's been thrust into like a third-pairing role for whatever reason down in Carolina. I don't think what the Oilers need right now is somebody with 
question marks next to their off-ice personalities. There's enough ridiculous hate towards the Oilers' top players right now that acquiring somebody else to be the scapegoat for this team is... Why would you do that? So... Interesting take there, Trent. But again, I say I think Flames fans would already have the answer to that one. Uh, this text uh, from Trochu, Todd from Trochu, excuse me, says, uh, for God's sake, don't trade Cassian. Size, speed, strikes fear in the opposition. Plus, he's just playing crazy. All the attributes Lucic was supposed to bring. Zach looks great on the first line and can protect Connor. Trust me, when we make the playoffs, we need that. Pisses me off how we just trade and trade and trade and trade and look where we're at. Don't forget that Shirelli was trading and trading and trading based on the notion that he needed a heavy hockey team. And who are the heavy hockey teams? Anaheim? Oh, yikes. That's that's what happens when you have a heavy hockey team in, in modern hockey. Evidently, because the, it happened to the Oilers, it's happened to the Ducks. You can see the fall off there. One more from Edmonton. This is, uh, this is from Chris Lamouche. He says, Chason is the best... He's the hardworking guy. I would never trade him. He's a grinder, and if you figure you should get rid of him, you guys are crazy. You're not going to find that kind of production, whether it's, I mean, it's tailed off, but not only does he can score, but he's a good guy in the room. Personally, I keep him, but that's that's my stance. All right, uh, coming up after a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, we will check in with uh, Sportsnet's Jeff Merrick, and we'll go around the league about some trade deadline rumors and, uh, again, just get another set of eyes talking about uh, how the Oilers have looked and what their immediate short-term future holds. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer on Oilers Now. We'll hear from Eileen next. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.